0: Forget the VIP section at the club. This is more like the WTF section. This is Soundwave's TMI. Welcome to Soundwave's TMI. Chasta Dennis and Steve with you in 2023. We're well into it. I don't know what the embargo, if you will, is on Happy New Year. Like, are we done with that? (laughs) I just heard somebody
1: talking about that on the radio, actually. They said the rule is um, don't say it after the 7th. Oh. But, Mm. But the caveat being, if you haven't seen somebody since the year started, you can go ahead and say it.
0: Oh, I've seen you guys many times
1: since the year started, so we'll skip that. We just won't say it to each other. We'll say it to everybody else. Exactly. Yeah. If, I mean,
0: we haven't, you know, we haven't been together um, in a filming capacity. I'll say that. In 2023, uh, yet we've just been doing you know the the TMI thing, which I really like the the audio podcast format, mm-hmm. uh, something different and new. But yeah, the last big shebang before the podcast started was, of course, Soundwaves Christmas, uh, which we love and are excited about uh, yeah. every year. That this year is going to be no different. We had some we had some powerful stuff that happened uh, on that filming day that we haven't really talked about that uh, we really kind of wanted to bring into the fold here on the podcast because a It's really incredibly important. And B, um, it's just a powerful thing that happened that nobody might know about unless we told the story and maybe it could kind of help somebody else.
2: You know, and that's one of the things, too, is because we didn't even realize that some of this stuff happens because you've got to understand from the host slash producer standpoint Dennis and Chasta and I were were on camera. And while we're on camera doing the thing right now, we're also thinking about the next thing we got to do. And then, you know, six jumps down the down the road kind of thing. So we don't always see all the little minutiae, all the things that are going on in the corners and in the cracks and the crevices and everything. And it was actually Sarah that that brought this one thing to our attention that uh, that we didn't even realize it happened. Right. And we weren't
1: even on at the time. We were um, Chasta was doing the interview and we were. But but let me tell you, every single person, you could hear a pin drop during this segment and uh, every the focal point was like right in this interview. And I'll let you take it from here, Chasta, because this was a really um, a, it's something that was we knew it was going to be powerful. We didn't realize it was going to be as powerful.
0: Yeah. So this is a question that we ask ourselves. Do we want to take this on inside of a Christmas show? Because of course, Christmas time is happy and light and everybody's joyful and all this stuff. Um, And that's the surface level of it, right? But when you dig down underneath that, sometimes you realize that people, uh, some people really have a hard time at the holidays. Um, And, you know, it's something that we felt like talking about might help others. And so we decided, you know what, this is a conversation about something as hard as suicide, but if we're not talking about it, if people aren't talking about it, then people feel even more alone. So there's a band uh, here in the Bay Area. If you're listening outside of the Bay Area, uh, you should look them up. Um, they are called uh, Rusty Chains and uh, Tony Molson and many of our friends in Rusty Chains, they all kind of convolute because it's Rusty Chains, Devil in California, State Line empire, all <laughs> like have this family of members. Um, so we... He started a um, fundraiser or, or a charity show, I guess I should say, several years ago to help with suicide prevention here in San Francisco. And they have raised tons of money over the years to hand over to this great organization. And so I wanted to talk to him about it. And we really went there and we were talking about how tough the holidays can be and how people feel alone and, you know, all kinds of emotions come up uh, at that time of year. And in fact, most recently he had a, a friend pass away of suicide. Um, and so he was telling part of that story. And it was just, like you said, Dennis, it was just this really poignant moment and just mm. pin drop silent and everybody really zoned in. And we're in the middle of a bar, by the way, an open bar. And, mm. um, And so after this is all done, of course, there are tears shed and we're, you know, all hugging and everything. And then and then we keep moving on because we're filming an entire show. After we get done, Dennis's wife, Sarah, lets us know that apparently there was a guy hanging out just sort of over our shoulder listening to this conversation. He wasn't a part. And Dennis, correct me if I'm wrong on this. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just remembering it, how she said it. But he was listening to this and he basically felt like at that moment he needed to talk to somebody um, because he was really going through something and hearing what we had to say. He realized that, other people feel this way, and there is hope. And there, you know, I need to reach out. I mean, oh my right. gosh! Yeah, but it was no. really,
2: it was really personal to him, though, because yeah. Yeah. Dennis wasn't, wasn't it? That he told Sarah that he had just recently lost his wife. Yes, yeah, oh, he lost I didn't his know wife, that and he'd been through
1: yeah. all kinds of hardships and financial yeah. hardships. And you know, that's one of the things Tony was talking about is uh, his friend, uh, the gentleman who took his own life. He, he was hit by a lot of COVID um, uh, situations and his financial situation changed and he felt whatever his reasons were. And I guess this gentleman related to a lot of that That specific story. Yeah. And, and, and told her, he really, you know, he's going to think about it. He's uh, it it really meant a lot to him. It's giving him, giving him some pause to whatever. And he didn't, he didn't come right out and say it, but the implication certainly was that um, he'd, he'd had some dark thoughts, and that hearing Tony and your interview stopped him and made him look at it from a different perspective. And I I, I can't think of a more powerful um, moment as it as it pertains to music than than that. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's part of our job, right? Is is expressing the power of music. And and sometimes I think when you talk about that, it can feel a little cheesy or cliche. But it really is very healing. I mean, it's been healing to all of us in a different way through whatever we've gone through in our lives. You know, I've, I've talked about this on sound waves. I had a, a year in 2006 where everything fell apart all at once for whatever reason, the stars were completely out of balance and I went through it. I mean, I was going through a divorce. Yes. I was married before people freak out. They're like, what? <laughs> yeah. I was married before I went through a divorce. My dad passed away. I got evicted. I got into a car accident. All those were all in four months. And, um, And I just remember the only thing I knew to do besides be deeply reflective in, in meditation and prayer was music. That was my that was that was all I could hold on to. And I had playlists, and I poured into music that I didn't know because Mm. some of the music was just too tied up in those humans that were involved in all that stuff that had gone wrong. Right. So I needed new music to explore, to build new memories. And I found artists like Ray LaMontagne, you know, that I just fell completely head over heels in love with. And he helped heal some of that. And there were lots of artists and lots of playlists, but it pulled me through. It pulled me through that really dark time.
1: Interesting. Steve, you have uh, you and I have often talked about how uh, music is uh, our drinking buddy and how, you know, like we we get we get uh, nostalgic. I can I can I can certainly say my pal whiskey and I have sat up, you know, at night a couple of times and and gone back and listened to a few things. And, you know, uh, and, and you're right. It's a time machine. But at the same time, there's something about playing that song, going to that place we're maybe not necessarily reliving it in an unhealthy way, but looking at it from a new perspective and kind of putting it where it goes, you know, it's a very healing thing. Well, I, I
2: self-medicate with music often. Um, I really do find that I will get to a point where, you know, I say to myself, I I need a reset, you know, Mm -hmm. I'll find myself going down that rabbit hole, a little bit of a spiral, you know, if I get a little bummed out about this or a little depressed about that or, or whatever. Um, I find I need a little little pick me up and, and I get it. I know that when the music is done, when the when the when the needle gets at the end of the record, the real world is still out there. The problems are still there and everything. But I need to be able to to kind of get on that life raft for just a little bit sometimes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes it's it's inspirational music. Sometimes it's loud rock and roll. I mean, it's kind of like Herod a Dog. It's kind of like, you know, having that beer the next morning, you know, even though you're hungover as shit, you know, you, 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 <laughs> you, you, you listen to stuff to to rev yourself up and to get yourself inspired again. And, but sometimes it is, it's, it's, it's melancholy. It's slow. It's sometimes it's just instrumental Sometimes it's not the word. Sometimes it's just the 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 emotion that the music invokes in you because I'm going to listen to soundtrack stuff and it, it makes me feel a certain way.
0: Oh, me too.
1: Yeah.
2: And 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 you need that every once in a while. I know I certainly do, uh, you know, more, more often than I care to, to realize. Cause a lot of times we talk about, oh, party, party, fun, rock and roll, all that sort of stuff. Well, party, fun, loud rock and roll is just one little piece of the, the music pie. You know, because you've got all the rest of the stuff on the color wheel, all the different emotions, all the different feelings, all the different memories that all come up that can be brought from just a single song. Just a few notes can actually kick over that first domino when I when I hear just the beginning of a song and it just automatically puts me in that place.
0: There may be no more favorite pastime for me than grabbing a drink and sitting down and just pulling out the vinyl and and or if I'm really in the mood to be very song specific, I will pull up Spotify and I'll be like, oh, my God, this one when I was in eighth grade. Holy crap. <laughs> you know, I mean, I just yeah, there's nothing that will lift my spirit or make me geek out harder and quicker than that. Well, nice. I
2: find myself I, there There were times where, you know, and, it, and it's been a little while because I don't do very much cigar smoking these days because of the the, the kids, the family, all that sort of stuff. Right. But before all that came along, I would, there would be, it was almost like a weekly ritual uh, where I would sit down and I'd put on a Jim Croce album and I had like three albums and I'd put on the albums and I'd get beer and I'd get my cigars and I would just sit and just get in that place, you know, and I was able uh, to just kind of like recenter and it was just kind of like, Sigh. And, and it was great, you know, and and his songs aren't all fun, happy, go lucky. You know, there's there's right. sad and there's poignant and there's ass kicking and there's just a little bit of everything. So he really covers a lot of the bases. Uh, So to be able to just have that little island to go to, you know, is just it, it really, it really got me through some tough times, to be honest with you.
0: You're really making me think we should do another totally separate podcast where we really go deep on this topic and talk about specific songs and artists
2: like Mm -hmm. like and
0: what they mean Mm -hmm. you know what i mean because like another one that came up for me at that time was nick drake and i remember just diving in i didn't have any specific memories to him and i wanted to just get fall in love and just have a a love affair with a new artist and he was another one i was just oh my god you talk about just like ripping your soul open (laughs) you know (laughs) he did that for me so let's geek out sometime we really could dive deep on that that
1: sounds fun we have to drink heavily while we do it though oh
0: absolutely that's you you know the
1: only way it's really i'm I'm already I'm already halfway hitting
0: you guys here. I've got a couple of beers in this one.
1: Clinky, clinky. And that extra voice you hear, we'd like to introduce you now to our special guest this week. This is DJ Bear. If you're at all familiar with the Soundwaves family, you've met this guy before. He hosts a pop-up series of shows. You can find him at your brand new website, the DJBearCave.com. Welcome, DJ Bear. Hello. (laughs) So
0: exciting to have you on. This is awesome. And you're our first guest.
3: That's true. Really? That's yeah. true. Yeah. You, you, you don't. You can't... popped our cherry. <laughs> 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 of course, he has try to Try and keep it PC. But if that's what you're going to do, you <laughs> can well, go wrong place, buddy. that. <laughs> <laughs> OK, we can't do worse than intern Steve at the Christmas show.
0: Oh, that is true. my God. For real. That is true.
1: That is true. And <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. yeah. A little a little a little inside baseball here. The whole reason why you're with us today is because you had some amazing things to say. And uh, sorry, intern Steve. But if you're listening to this, uh, you you had a bit that kind of took off and went to weird places. And as it turns out, we had a technical difficulty and couldn't use it anyway. Shucks. But uh... (laughs) it (laughs) happened. Oh, yeah. And then and then you said, look, I wanted to talk about this. And I'm like, that's perfect. Let's not do that in 45 seconds, let's stretch our legs yeah. and have this conversation. So um, tell me about your show. Tell me about pop off because it's a really unique approach. First of all, you do this like four minutes at a time and you can go five or six hours. So, you
2: know, kudos to you right there. We are talking about playing music, right? We are. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> okay, I just,
1: God, wait, He's on a roll
0: today.
2: I just, you know,
1: okay, I have stamina, not that kind. <laughs> <laughs> tell us about the show. Where does it come from? Where does where does all that love of music? Well, yeah.
3: Um. Oh, I love this on an audio podcast. I'm going to be sure visual. <laughs> visuals, <laughs> but that's my grandfather who was in radio back in the 40s. What? Um, Johnny Toffley in the Bay Area, by the way, oh. on NBC. I know, okay. nice. So that's kind of where it comes from for me. I um, growing up, there was a lot of music in the house, uh, of course, of various varieties. But it was only recently that I realized, holy holy shit, I'm like full circling this thing because the family kind of got away from that. And so now me doing back in the radio thing. So the pop-off thing started way back in 2011. I was doing this because I was dissatisfied with the way I heard a lot of mainstream radio going. That was around the time shortly after Dave Mori left KFOG. And so I just started creating my own shows of the things that I wanted to hear. And it started, I was doing tribute shows before they were hot. And before artists were dying left and right. So I did you show the Alice Cooper and Queen and, but people that were still alive because I wanted to keep this music going forward because the artists are dying off. Bowie's not here. Prince isn't here and somebody has to play the music because they can't play it anymore. Right. And so this is like the bedrock foundation of everything that's come after. And so I call it pop off the sound of musical curiosity because that's what I'm about is being musically curious. You hear something and it takes you from one place to another direction. The stuff I've heard listening to things on the bone.
0: Yes. That you
3: that then send me in another direction or on uh, websites I follow like Saving Country Music. They're the ones that led me to mm-hmm. Blackberry Smoke.
0: Yes. Oh, you okay. and I share a love for Blackberry Smoke. <laughs> yeah. Yep.
3: So there's that, that's just the history that I have in the family with that, but really was my own musical curiosity and dissatisfaction with the content being put out. And then I found you people, and I was like, wait a minute, you're doing basically what my grandfather was doing with the local community thing. Oh, side note to that, by the way, because it is important. He was on a train to Hollywood where he ended up performing on the train for troops, singing with a gentleman who kept insisting he should come down to uh, Hollywood to move there. And he didn't do it because the family was up here and that's where the radio show was. And he wanted to stay local to the community. But the man that wanted him to come down was Bing Crosby. Stop wow. it. Wow.
0: Stop it. Yes. That's incredible.
3: <laughs> so, but so that's also in the family like, no, no, no. I, they don't need me down there. And they need me here in the Bay Area doing my go. thing. So, wow. yeah. So then I ran into Dennis by way of Dave Morey. And here we are talking about the power of music.
0: Well, and we adopted you, and we're never letting you go. So, (laughs) hope you're cool with that. Uh, (laughs) You're in our family now.
3: um, There might be a man in
1: Seattle, but that's a different story.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, on another uh, podcast. That's a (laughs) a whole
1: other episode. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So your, your, your discovery is incredible. So you're, you're discovering music. It it leads you down these roads and Mm -hmm. it's almost as if I don't, the visual here, it's like, it's almost as if you're, you're grabbing these kind of like, uh, uh, vines and you're dragging them behind you. The more you learn, the more you drag behind you because you bring all that stuff, all this history. And as a history nut and a history nerd, when it comes to music, uh, you blow me out of the water on this stuff. And then I'm just like, is this an ongoing, thing for you or do you just store this all away from years past
3: um i like to say that i know a little bit about a lot of things to quote an old song because there's people i know that i've learned from like the new wave city crew or dave Morey, who know more than me about specific things Mm -hmm. and can go deeper on those topics but my whole focus is just a general i think of myself as the starting point you send somebody to me and they'll give me like three artists that they like, and i go okay. Start here. Here's five more. Run with that for a bit. Then come back to me if you need more information.
0: I love that. That's it's like a master class with DJ Bear.
2: <laughs> You're like a tree of rock and roll knowledge because you've got the you've got this trunk in the middle and the branches that come off. And people come to you with those branches and you go, Well, yeah, but if you go off that branch and then you've got like four or five different little branches that come off of that, and you get well, just, that is by a the good, time you get done, you get this beautiful I mean, big but tree.
3: That's true, and that is a good metaphor because then all you people are thus the
0: roots.
1: Oh, much better than my dragging vines metaphor. That's what I. I, I, I quite
0: liked the vines, but the tree yeah. is a more beautiful example. Well,
2: we, we kept it horticultural anyway, so at least. <laughs> yeah. we, your, your vines were the seed, Dennis, but now we've actually grown into. It. Bear, when
0: when did this uh, this whole love, or I would even really call it an obsession of yours with music, start? Because. I'm impressed with your memory too. I have—I don't have the greatest memory, um, which is kind of like I, I joke about it a lot. But quite frankly, it's a bit of a scary notion for me because uh, my grandmother had uh, Alzheimer's, so I always worry about that. So I use lyrics to to make sure my memory still popping, and I'll try to memorize an entire okay. song, you know, things like that. But, um, but I do share an obsession, I think, yeah. with you. Um, so where did yours? Where did it all start? Oh,
3: well, I think it would probably since it was around in the house. That's a complicated story though, because mm, this is gonna enter some dark territory. Um, most of my childhood is, in terms of memory is non-existent for reasons we may or may not need to get into. Mm-hmm. But starting around, I would say sixth grade was when I started noticing and actively like listening to music on the radio and feeling that it was, it was telling me to do something Mm-hmm. And that thing was, oh, you should be dancing right now, oh my like God, moving your that. body. So the first sort of embarrassing obsession was Paula Abdul. <laughs> yeah,
0: I love <laughs> that your musical journey started with Paula Abdul. Like, can we just give a shout out? <laughs> That's amazing. And the
3: cat video, by the way. Yes, absolutely. Um, for you super nerds out there, I have the spin-off cassette of MC Scat Cat from oh the video. My wow. Anyway, wow. And but anyway. So, yeah, listening to that and then feeling that the music was telling one to dance, that's where the dancing thing started. And so then if that's what music made me do and made me feel good doing it, then I sought more of that similar sound. So then I was like Gloria Estefan and more of her upbeat stuff. And weirdly, Amy Grant, which I'm not in that's an interesting
0: thing. turn I didn't see coming okay well yeah. but
3: you know she that a pop that, moment that's... there I can see it you yeah. know yeah and also uh since I am one that's like kind of enjoys a good middle finger that's when she got all that controversy for going pop if you listen to that right. album <laughs> uh, it's pretty Christian
0: yeah <laughs> and
3: safe but anyway so that's where all that started in yeah. terms of that part then there was a left turn at about 95, when I was in high school, and that's when a lot of the depression and stuff comes into it. But Melissa Etheridge had released her album, Yes I Am, in 93, which I had owned, and somewhat was had been listening to, just because it was the videos were on VH1. But at some point, I sat down and actually listened to the song Silent Legacy, and that's when I was like, holy mm. shit. Mm. Wait a minute. People are actually saying things other than straight up now tell me, is it going to be you and me forever? <laughs> right. Like yeah. telling actual stories. And she was telling her specific story, mm-hmm. but in doing it in a very specific way, I, at the time, didn't recognize it. But now that mm. song and me is like, yeah, we have the same path. And that's mm-hmm. a turn that out weirdly sent me in a direction down country music, which is a genre that, Gets a lot of this and that sometimes, but I love it because lyrically it's telling at its best. It tells stories and it's in your face. Mm. Like Loretta Lynn said, oh, yeah, country music doesn't do poetry because the people that they're speaking to don't have the time for that. (laughs) Working a nine to five. You can't read metaphor. It's take this job and shove it. That says it right there. That's right. Don't come home with a loving with drinking on. Don't come home drinking with loving on your mind. Yeah. Yep. Right in your face. Yeah, it's true. So Melissa Edwards sent me down the whole lyric thing. And then from there, it was just like, okay, what else is. Oh, also at the time in high school, weirdly, I was very obsessed. Not with what was going on with my peers, but the stuff that came before. Mm. And I wanted to know, like. This this didn't just show up out of magically, out of nowhere. Mm, mm-hmm. And so another wake up call moment was uh, I was listening to KFRC oldies radio. Tommy James and the Shandells. I think we're all known now. And right. I just, wait a minute. Yep. wait, stop. No, no. This is Tiffany's song. Where did this come from?
0: What? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God.
3: And that was another like light bulb moment of, OK, there's a whole world of music before this that I need to investigate because if that song isn't hers, what other songs am I listening to that are covers or were written by other people? Right. So there's that whole spectrum of stuff.
0: God, I sure blowing my mind. We have a lot of similarities in everything you just said between artist and how it all came to pass, like light bulb moments of, you know what I used to think? This is mm. funny. When I was real little, I'm talking five or six. Yeah. I didn't understand what radio was. Obviously, I didn't really get it. I thought that each band was in the in the radio station playing each song. <laughs> oh, I was yeah. like, how they do it? That's right. like, well, then
3: you Then you learn my parents generation. We thought the monkeys were playing their own instruments.
0: <laughs> right. Right. I mean, it's just it's mind blowing as a kid when you really start learning what this magical thing is and if it means something to you. Uh, so I, I love your start. It, that's so wild. I, I totally relate on so many
1: levels. I remember that um, the, for the, my, one of my little aha moments with music uh, in that regard was that music just sounded like music to me they were just songs and the song was like one thing it was one glob yeah. it was a song and and I remember it was my dad, you know the former drummer who um, you know started pointing out bass lines and things like that and I didn't know how to in my head separate oh those are drums that's bass that's guitar yeah. and And once I learned that. That's all I that's all I would do is I would listen to a song all the way through and just listen to the bass or listen to this or listen to that. And it was it was amazing to me that there were these parts and I was just old enough. That was the era. I've talked about this on Soundwaves TV, but um, that was the era when uh, they had like the solid gold shows and American Bandstand where the bands would actually come on and play them. But they were lip sync routines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're like going through these things and the song starts to fade out and then they they, they pretend like they're fading the song yes. and I'm right. like, How is that possible? <laughs> How, yeah. That's that's not a thing. Thank- you can't do that.
0: <laughs> that's hilarious. It's so true.
2: No, but I you know, and I and I remember listening to songs 30, 40, 50 years ago and just enjoying them, enjoying them musically and you know, dancing to the beat or whatever, but then revisiting stuff decades later and really listening to the lyrics. And not, it's not just one of those things where you go back to that time kind of thing, but you, you really get inside the artist's head at that point. It's not just so yeah. much about this whole beautiful little meringue pie that they made. And and it's all the ingredients that went into it and how you can relate to stuff different ways and different points of your life as well, because totally. music can just kind of it, it leapfrogs over decades and everything where it means something to you. Now you listen to that same exact song, 20, 30, 40 years later, and it means something completely different. It hits you in a completely different place. And that's one of the gifts of music as far as I'm concerned, because it really does keep affecting you and surprising Mm -hmm. you. And it's not just, oh, I listen to the same stuff all the time. No, it affects me differently every every time I listen to it. That is one of the gifts of music where the best
3: stuff evolves with you. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, mm nice. If Mm -hmm. you discovered Joni Mitchell at 19, Mm -hmm. when she was 19, and then you listened to her stuff when she wrote it at nineteen, and you're older, looking back on it, you probably have a similar feeling to how she feels about what she wrote then.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting point. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Or, you know, I look,
3: or being like twenty and then discovering some artist who's forty, and then you hit forty and go, "Oh, that's what he was talking yeah. about."
1: <laughs> yeah, no, exactly.
0: What I'll say is the the music that I find just that literally stops me in my tracks hits me in the gut, gives me that sort of visceral reaction to it, whatever emotion that you put in there, all came from things I found from 10, 8 to 10 to like 25, right? Mm-hmm. That, that yeah. sweet spot. Yeah. It's not often as a 41-year-old, I find Blackberry Smoke notwithstanding. It's not all <laughs> the time that I find a song now that I'm just like, Oh, like it just, Mm -hmm. you know, it just engulfs me. But is that is that because that time in your life is so malleable and you're forming who you are and your opinions and your relationships and your learning and your understanding and all of that emotional, crazy shit that happens in that range of time? Is that why do you think or do you guys feel like that? Or are you like, no, yesterday I heard a song that knocked me over dead.
1: Well, to be fair, we're not hearing a lot of the good stuff. You know, uh, what's being pumped out of the machine uh, is there isn't a lot like that. But but to your point, that's why I, we dig on Soundwave,
0: I, I, TV, FM and <laughs> I, I, I see
1: that and raise this point. Sam Chase, you know, well, there oh, are
0: perfect example. There are right artists out the there
1: that are doing that, that are like, you know, yeah. burrowing into your brain and saying that thing you've never assigned words to. And they are out there. It's just that the machine isn't playing it for us. So we have to actively. Uh, seek them out and and share them with you, like on <laughs> Bear's show and Soundwaves. <laughs>
2: and I'm
0: talking about and to be clear, I want to make sure I'm clear on this because we are like a spokesperson for a lot of new bands, and there are a lot of new bands that I love, a lot of new songs that I love. Um, but I'm talking about the the core songs of your life. Here's the story of my life in music, right? Those right. kind of songs. And yes, you're right. Sam Chase does have some of those songs for me. I mean, I asked the guy to play at my funeral for God's sake. Um, but I'm just saying. <laughs> You know, the ones that really hit me in the gut come from that very formidable time in my life. And I'm just wondering from a psychology level, like what, what that is.
2: Well, I think, I think part of it your when you say the word core music, I think that's part of it too, because when you're, when you're listening to music in general, I mean, you've got your core music that you gravitate to. I like this. So I'm going to lock onto this. It's Mm -hmm. not like there's more, there were more artists back then than there are now. There's just as much music being created now, Mm -hmm. but we're we gravitated towards that stuff back then because it did mean something to us then. And yeah, being more malleable, being somebody who's learning and you're learning who you are and your your path in the world and everything and the emotions that you're going through with boyfriends and girlfriends or both or whatever, you know, Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there's so much going on by the time you get to be, I don't know, my age, <laughs> everything's just kind of, you know, all of a sudden, all those those curves in the road and those paths and those kind of fun, adventurous things going on. know. there's just kind of like this one straight line down the middle of the road.
0: (laughs) You're cruising. You're cruising
2: with the playlist. I'm just sitting back in the Corinthian leather, and I've got the cruise control on, and I'm just kind of like falling asleep behind the wheel, you know?
0: (laughs) God, don't say that. I'm about to take you on a wild night in Vegas. You better watch out.
2: You you heard it here, folks. (laughs) Well, we could go to
3: the B-52's residency in Vegas. Let's do it. I am totally done.
0: Hey, last time I was in Vegas, I was with Lamont Janelli and I drugged them on a roller coaster after we shot tequila. So I'm here for it. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Unrelated.
3: I have that same water bottle, just so you know.
0: Uh, mine? Yes. Bear, we're twins. We're separated However, at birth. This is getting weird.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot. Well, I think a big part of that whole formative years is that it is nostalgia mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. where
3: it's tied to think, even if it's traumatic nostalgia, it ties you to a place and time where you felt a certain thing. I, you know, like Paul Abdul being the first obsession, those songs will trigger something in my mind. I know now that, okay, maybe she didn't actually sing the vocals on some of those songs. She mm-hmm. was a great dancer, but, and I have her in the place, in a place in the nostalgia thing. But in terms of like great artists, I'm probably going to put on somebody else if I really yeah. want to get deep.
2: <laughs> yeah. But if
3: I just need a little, you know, like doing a Friday night stream, yeah, forever your girl is going to come on. <laughs> that's love what it. you need on a Friday.
1: Bear, I, think, I, I, I think I'm about to ascribe a quote to you um, because I think you said it. And if you didn't, then you should have. And that was that there are no guilty pleasures in music, right? No. And something else I just
3: came up with. We can settle this debate now and forever. The debate about good music versus bad music. Here's the definition of good music, ladies and gentlemen out there listening.
0: It's music you like. Amen. I could not agree yep. with that more. Yep. Nothing pisses me off more when somebody will just rip an art. I have I've went off on this on Soundwaves TV where somebody will just rip an artist for whatever they don't approve of their music or it's shit or whatever. And I'm like, are you joking me? That's somebody's self-expression. That's their art that mm. it lived in here. And now it's out here. You don't have a right to tear that down. You do have a right not to listen to it. But you know what? Yeah. Music is music. There's lots of it. And it's good if it's good to you.
2: Yeah. I mean, every artist has got their fans, you know, every (laughs) artist has got somebody who loves their stuff and it speaks to them and it means something to them. Everybody.
3: Yep. Because that's, that's,
2: that's what music is. You know, it's, it's something for everybody. And now I think though,
3: uh, being, well, but we're kind of music nerds. So I think we're a little bit of an exception to mainstream where in terms of new music and curiosity, there's so much out there and people just, they have what they like already in the nostalgia bank, Mm -hmm. that if the choice is between some artists they don't know yet and then listening to Journeys faithfully, they're probably going to put on faithfully because they trust it. It's like a brand (laughs) they know. So I Mm -hmm. think musical curiosity is very hard as you get older and have less time and free time available to go explore like we do here.
1: You know, I don't want to... Point anything out that I shouldn't, and I certainly don't want to. Upset I know you're the, going uh, with this.
0: Go ahead. Go I, ahead. It's fine. I don't bro. want to upset
1: the corporate Apple cart or anything like that, but Go for uh, I can but do I, that. I, it's I okay. Did, Go for it. I did hear about a survey that was taken at some point in which the person being asked was asked Do, do you want to hear ACDC's brand new song, or do you want to hear, you know, uh, You Shook Me All Night Long Again for the hundred thousandth time? Mm-hmm. And Chasta, what percentage?
0: It, it's really depressing. I mean, I was just about I was going to bring the same thing up, Dennis. Like the the percentages are so 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 high when you're talking about a casual music consumer versus your deep dive music nerd, which we all are. Um, it, you could do it if I went and opened the bone text or phone lines right now, and I said pure requests. Let's go. There'd be some really fun requests. There'd be some people that would like throw something out of left field. There might even might be, even be a couple of surprises. But I guarantee. hey, can you play ACDC back in black? What? Like, of course I can. Sure. For the
2: 10th time today. Yeah, we can do that.
0: (laughs) Because like I'm a corporate. I am a corporate radio station and corporate radio stations. They function because they are businesses. Right. So we have to we have to serve masses. We're not serving us for music nerds who like to dive deep and like B-sides. We're going for mass appeal. Right. So when you go for mass appeal, you go for hits. Uh, but it's wild to me that not when I started really learning that not everyone's like us, that the mass majority of human population is that I was like, oh, I don't know if this is a place I want to be anymore. And I don't mean the bone. I just mean the world. No,
3: I-, <laughs> right. now, but I have. A, oh, my God. Disclaimer. I have a totally related story, though. Yeah, to- totally related. I was doing a DJ gig in Vallejo with a friend of mine and I played Shoot the Thrill. Mm hmm. Because they somebody had requested rock music, so they go, like, okay, fine, I'll put that one on. The woman that requested the rock music came up to me and said, uh, hey, uh, after this song, could you play some ACDC?
0: Oh, God. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I was like, oh, my Lord. Yeah.
3: And she requested Back in Black.
0: See? That's what I'm, I'm saying. Like, but this is the
1: AC/DC. <laughs> Well, wow. and,
0: and she she was just a dum-dum, And I'll tell you why, because ACDC <laughs> songs, you play them one to the end of every song they've ever wrote. And there's not a ton of variety. Now, I'm yes. not saying that they're not fucking phenomenal. But right. they exactly. are. and I, exactly. ACDC. I mean, I they're know. at the top of their game because they're, they're arguably
1: the Bon Scott years were a little bluesier. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I and, love and maybe bon Scott
0: is my birthday twin. I maybe
1: somebody it. doesn't realize that those are not two different bands. And they have been saying for years,
3: no other band has stayed in a single lane harder than any. But Even the you know Stones what? went disco.
0: Yep. Right. I know. No. ACD was like, yep. fuck all. We're staying right here. We're going, <laughs> we're going right here. We got horse blinders on. This is working. Don't mess with it. And exactly. you know what? It has worked well right. for them. Bring but the electric that's... bull
3: in the whiskey. Let's go. Yep.
0: <laughs>
1: yes. yep. That's it. great.
3: Um, but also, uh, in terms of the power of, speaking of the power of music and how it you know sort of got me in the dancing realm when i hit my 20s and started old enough to go to clubs that's when i really started losing my mind on the dance floor which is the
0: wait i have to stop you right there bear Hmm. for those who have not witnessed it it is the most fantastic thing i've ever seen in my life i remember the first time i saw you dancing i was like i'm gonna be that guy's friend i need to be that guy's (laughs) friend
3: yes okay yes true that it well apparently it's been true for a while because in those 20s and maybe even early 30s, people would come up to me. Strangers and say, hey, I just want to tell you, we come to the club to watch you dance.
0: I love it
3: because of the energy and because of the space that clubs provided for me, I maybe I didn't was going by myself or whatever. But listening to the sounds, thumping out of the speakers. And back then um, it was a lot of diva anthems.
0: Yes. <laughs> so high
3: belting vocals. <laughs> While at home, I was listening to country music because he didn't (laughs) say that at the gay club. Um, (laughs) But anyway, except Dolly Parton. Um, Right, of course. But the dichotomy there, though, is that that was a space where I felt total ecstasy and connection to the dancing. And then going home was the complete opposite. So the people that saw me at the club, that they knew the level of depression I was in at home, they would have been stunned. Hmm. Stunned because the... What I was projecting outward was pure ecstasy and bliss, whipping people into a frenzy first on the floor and last to leave. Let's go. This is the best song ever. I don't care if it's Barbie girl.
1: And I su- <laughs> I suppose that at some level, that's like the most therapeutic thing. Oh,
3: it saved my life. Yeah, because yeah. because. Friday, Saturday, when I was doing both days, a little bit older now, not so much energy, but <laughs> Friday, Saturday, Sunday would come. And I'd be still laying on the high. But then Monday would hit school or whatever would be going on, job, family life. And it would just be like, okay, If I can just get to Friday evening, we have those two nights to just lose it and then repeat, rinse and repeat.
0: That's incredible, Bear. I love that. And I have seen like I mean, we all have. We've all partied with you many times and it just overtakes your entire body like it's almost like you're it's almost like you're just no one else is in the room and i love that you're able to let go like that
3: right so and that's also been part of the learning process where there was nobody else in the room because i was so consumed with my own survival that as time went on i learned to oh there's other people in the room let's interact with them and so like a few months ago i saw heaven 17 at the fucking, what was it, bimbos? Mm-hmm. I was all over that club, as you could imagine, with my dancing. But I was like whipping tables into frenzies, stopping by thing. I had all kinds of people, which I would not have done in my 20s.
0: Yeah. Because
3: I was so wrapped up in other things.
0: That's incredible. I love that. I, I, I'm not surprised to hear that because it's just a, it's a wonderful joy to watch you do that. I wish I would let myself be that wild. I mean, I'll dance. Yeah. I'll get down. But I just the way you let it just wash over you is the most beautiful thing.
2: So so when did it go from being the the introverted, you're in your own little space doing the dancing to be able to reach out and, and participate and be part of the whole group to, to try and get everybody into your space? Yeah,
3: that probably was definitely gradual, but it was off and on. A thing that actually helped with that though was taking partner dance lessons where you're forced to, have a partner and so then you have to interact with them and lead them or follow or whatever um Mm -hmm. when i started doing that but really i would think probably in the 30 my mid-30s was when i was really starting to connect with others outside of my own head Mm -hmm. and send it into a frenzy it took a long time Hmm.
0: yeah do you do that in your house by yourself because i do
3: (laughs) what dancing like that oh are you kidding if I have headphones on, if I have headphones on and I'm walking to the grocery store, I look like a maniac. <laughs> Perfect. It's raining out. I look like a maniac.
0: I love now, it. Anytime never I'm stop. running. Bar train. Mm. Anytime I'm running and Billy Idol's Dance With Myself is on my playlist. Anytime that comes on, I go from running to like Pogoing down the street.
3: <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I think three, four weeks ago, I was on a bar train. Headphones on. Into it. And this girl taps my shoe because he couldn't get my attention any other way. So she taps her foot on my foot and she's like, What are you listening to? And I was like, I'm listening, oh, a whole bunch of stuff. She's like, No, but what specifically right now? is like LaRue. She's like, Oh, okay. So then I asked her what she was listening to, and she goes, Well, now I'm listening to LaRue. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Okay, but before then, she's like, Oh, Violet Times was like, right on.
0: Oh, the good, that's yeah. good. That's but we approve yeah. of her. <laughs> so-
3: me being on the Bart train doing that caused that interaction, which wouldn't have happened before either.
0: You know what? I have a challenge for you now, Bear. Huh. Um recently we saw that punk band take over Bart. Now right. it's yeah. now it's DJ Bear's dance party on Bart. Make it happen.
1: <laughs> oh, I got it. I will get be a- there. I will I go with you. Just let us hand know so we hand can hand have the cameras ready.
0: Yeah,
3: I got
2: to get the speaker, though, for it. But I'll definitely do it. You, Hey, Dennis, Dennis, you've got a boom box down in the garage, don't you? I'm sure I have eight or nine. For fuck's them. sake, you know, that's all we need. <laughs> we'll set that bad boy up and uh Dude, yeah. let's
0: go. I'll take my Bluetooth speaker. I'll tape it to my forehead. I don't give a shit. Let's yeah, go. I,
2: exactly. Exactly. <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. I
3: don't want to take it down a dark road necessarily, but I do want to touch on the, the. The depression aspect of what I was going through, just if I could pose a question, cause I'm sure I'm sure of the answer, but uh, out of you three, how many of you have known someone or knew someone who uh, either attempted or died by suicide by a show of hands? Well, I, yeah, I think all yeah. of us have been, of I, we all have. Yeah. 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 Okay. So then not counting myself. So for those out there, that's three out of four. I don't, I know people who have been through this. Well, so that's four out of four. And then to extrapolate, if I took the 10 closest friends I have and asked them the same question, that would be 10 more people because they all know me. Mm. So, and then they might know other people. So the number grows very quickly in terms of people affected by this,
2: mm-hmm.
3: in terms of people going through this. So when we do the Soundway's Christmas episode and we bring that attention to the public, which is very important to do, to keep it in the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also good though to um recognize that it's a very complex for all parties involved. So often we focus on me going through it, but we don't focus on those around that are also going through it. Mm -hmm. Because they have their own things they have to sort through and deal with. And that's why I come to with the music that saved my life. So for those out there listening, I and they're in the thick of it, they're unable to get off the floor or out of the bed, I will give you a bare tip. Because you don't have the energy, maybe even to call a hotline. I say, put on the music you love and wait one day. Mm. Wait one day. Now, the next day, probably not going to feel much better. But put on the music you love and wait one day. Those days will add up. And either you'll get the energy to get up or somebody will come through your path and help you get out. Maybe Maybe it's just the music itself that'll lift you up. But that's the easiest thing I can think of to do when you're in the thick of it. And I bring this up because in music, we have what's called the 27 Club. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. We know the 27 Club. And so, you know, you think about the artists in that club. Like I thought about this recently, preparing for this interview. It astounds me that we lost Amy Winehouse, but she left us that album, Back to Black. Oh, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? And that was 2006. And people are still belting that stuff at karaoke nights and getting down to it. Mm -hmm. It's phenomenal. So Mm -hmm. if somebody going through that leaves us with that, I mean.
0: Mm, That's Bear, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. That's that's so powerful because it's so real. And and I have I can't tell you that I have been in that place specifically myself. Um, but I have been touched by by that in my life several times from people that I loved, And, you know, as a person on the other side of that, you know, and how it affects others, then you spend the rest of your life going, what should and could I have done? You know, I didn't do this or I didn't say this yep. or, yep. you know, all of those things. So that it, the ripple effect, that domino effect, just it ripples throughout eternity. Um, right. So well, it's, it is it,
3: hard. Yes. And. I'm sure that it's probably been said elsewhere, but people, when someone takes their own, oh, I should also qualify this. I'm only speaking of my own personal experience. Everyone has a different experience. So I don't want to say that this is the only um, way to go about this or thinking on this, but people that commit suicide are just trying to end the pain. Mm -hmm. And that's all they're really trying to do. And it is very tragic for those around because they do want to help. And, It's just so complex because the person going through it also knows that everyone else is worried for them, Mm -hmm. which adds on top of it. And Mm -hmm. so I would say um, for those out there that are trying to figure out how the best way they can help. My suggestion is take a playbook from your pets, your cat, your dog, your rabbit, bird, whatever you got. When you get the flu, what do they do? They come and they sit by you. And they sit on top of you or they're there. What they don't do is they don't talk. Mm. They just sit Mm. and be present in the moment. Mm. So often I find when people want to help, they come at you with questions. Can I do this? Can I do that? And you're Mm. too in your head to think about that or, you know, it's going to get better. Um, It doesn't feel
1: like it's going to get better. Or oftentimes we avoid the situation because we don't know what to say and we don't want to say the wrong thing.
3: That's also true. So, I would say you could ask, like, "Is there anything I can do for you?" Mm -hmm. Or if you go over to somebody's house and you see them in the situation, just go, "Do you mind if I clean out the litter box or Mm -hmm. do the dishes?" Um, Mm -hmm. You know. But don't the preaching thing that people want to do, I understand. It's very well intentioned, but it's not helpful. Mm -hmm. Being present is helpful.
2: Also That's I do think having really the conversation added. is important because yeah. especially from the perspective of somebody who has experienced it. And to be perfectly honest, Bear, I've I've, you know, gazed down that dark well once or twice myself. Yeah. And uh, your your suggestion about the because you know, you always hear the uh, you know, one day at a time kind of thing. Yeah. I love, love the idea of listen to your favorite music and then see what tomorrow brings. You know, because that's, that's something that you can do. And it's something you don't have to really work on. You know, everybody's got their music right there, you know, and it is a crutch that you can lean on and you can't, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to burden people with your problems. Um, You don't want, um, you don't want to make anybody feel guilty. You don't want to make anybody feel bad. Um, But the whole idea of just letting somebody know that you are there for them when they when they can't be there for themselves maybe. Yeah. is is great it's it's great advice. But having keeping the conversation going I think right. what we're what we're doing you know and I'm yep. not saying we're we're going to save the world or one person or anything like that but the fact that we're willing to have the conversation mm-hmm.
3: um well conversation. now wait a minute I recall after we filmed the soundwaves christmas episode the story came out about the guy at the bar hearing us filming that segment saying, you know, I think maybe his wife had just passed or something, but I'm not feeling so great. I think I need to talk to somebody. Yeah. So we overheard directly what we just said. Mm-hmm.
0: So it, it's one person at a time. And that's yeah. all you can do. Right. Yeah. And all you can do is be honest and honestly bear you know, in this conversation, you've said things that I've never heard people say out loud, which I super appreciate because I'm all about having those. No, get it out
3: there. Yeah. So that
0: we can learn. So, you know, I mean, because we're we all, like you said, have good intentions, but it's it's hard to understand sometimes. And I love I love everything you said. And I will I will hold on to that because that's it's beautiful and it's so powerful
3: to bring it back around to music. Um, You all have songs that got you through.
0: <laughs> yeah yep. oh yeah a lot lots of, let's, lots start of songs. Name,
3: let's start name name and name, name
0: dropping <laughs> <laughs> okay let me pull out my phone well okay so um i personally have well i have a playlist for everything including my funeral playlist i have um, a crying playlist oh love it share it with me wow. please okay that's no,
3: cry. oh my god
0: I I yes. So, mm-hmm. um probably there are two Pearl Jam songs that I listen to if I if I just want to cry and get it out and just scream and feel all the emotions. Uh it's release and just breathe. Those are my two two go-tos. Um and then if I need to just space out and I just want to get out of the world, I'll listen to Shine On uh, You Crazy Diamond Pink Floyd. That's one of my all-time mm-hmm. favorites. Um they're at uh, Nick Drake Pink Moon will put me in a, in a, in a specific place and time. Uh, and then, you know, pretty much anything from the Smashing Pumpkins, the Gish album in particular, those are like, I'll go real quick to all of those that I just mentioned. And if it's my dad, it's always Bob Seger, anything.
2: Shame on the moon. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll say uh, new radicals. You get what you give, um, Mm -hmm. that, that, uh, has always resonated with me because of the, the chorus of you've got the music in you and you, you don't give up and you, and you keep going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, um, and, you know, and for everybody who, you know, says, Oh, you know, Kirk's the, uh, the eighties dude, you know, all that sort of stuff. And he doesn't like anything after, you know, 1989. Ah! No, I, you know, <laughs> my, my, my music goes a little bit further on either direction. So, uh, yeah, stuff, stuff can affect me from, uh, <laughs> from the nineties. <90s> <laughs>
0: I'll send you on my nineties playlist and we'll see what happens.
2: Uh, okay. <laughs> You'll make a new man out of me.
0: I will. I will. Bound and determined.
1: Dennis? I can't, you know, it's funny. You guys are out you have you have songs at the ready where you're just boom, boom, boom. And I don't really I don't I don't. But I but I will say in the last um few years, I have gone to places I'll I'll like go to that summer of 1984 and I'll pull up mm-hmm. some things that are really evocative or whatever. Something like that. But the one song that really lately if i want to cry i will go to springsteen on broadway and listen to him play 10th avenue freeze out that's the song about how he Mm. put the e street band together but it's his tribute to clarence and Mm. done in an acoustic way where he's playing the piano but he departs he keeps he keeps bouncing out of the song to tell a part of the story and then go back into the song Mm. and i'm telling you it never fucking fails. If I put that song on, I could be in a great mood and just a puddle at the end of it. And the whole thing is like maybe 10 minutes long. It's a good long ride. Mm-hmm. And when you're at the end of this thing and you realize like this is Bruce's tribute to Clarence Clemens and what he he meant as a brother when he taps into that kind of thing, that's all I doubt. I've got my Soundwaves family of friends mm-hmm. and it's kind of a it's kind of a primal thing. And so, I mean, that's that's a real quick, easy answer. But that's my my most recent go to of a song that just goes and rips your heart out. You know?
0: Yeah. I'm taking notes, by the way. I'm over here putting my phone. I'm going to be listening to these with wine tonight.
1: Yeah. Bear a cu- freeze out.
0: I'm going to a bear one <laughs> or a couple of years.
3: Well, I know I had mentioned Silent Legacy, my Melissa Etheridge. Um, yeah. Towns Van Zandt. If I needed you
0: mm.
3: is the one that will get me going. Um, Bruce Cockburn's Pacing the Cage.
0: Oh, wow. Which Love is a it.
3: bit of a darker one. Um, There's a song written by Patty Griffin called Be Careful. um, mm-hmm. um But there's a version by Meow Meow, which I will uh, send you, Shasta. It will destroy yeah. you.
0: Yes, please, please. It will
3: destroy you. Um, But as a left field pick, Kylie Minogue's All the Lovers, which was like a 2010 or 11 dance anthem. Like it was <laughs> one of the biggest dance hits of that year. Um, and it's a very so it's a dance song so it's very upbeat but the chorus is basically all the lovers that have come before never compare to you and so when I first recognized that song during pandemic I don't know how I missed it on the first round I was like holy shit this applies to all the people I've known in my life but also to all that music I'd heard previously And it really like wound me up emotionally. So now every time I hear it, wherever I'm at, I'm like, oh my God, I can't, no, change the song, not on Bart, not on Bart.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not on Bart. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm taking notes. I'm going to listen to that one, too.
2: Nice. We're all going to be crying in our beers tonight. I,
0: yeah. I love it.
2: You got to love those happy songs that, that, that all of a sudden you listen to it and you go, wait a minute. It's like uh, the, the Killers, you know, Mr. Brightside. Oh, yeah. Oh. I mean, that song is just so bopping and hot feet. And then you listen to it and you go, whoa. whoa. Okay.
3: <laughs> well, I'll take that over Bobby Goldsboro's Honey. Yeah. Ooh, right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: We need to do another podcast where we just go down a rabbit hole of all of these kind of songs and what mm-hmm. they mean. I mean, we could be doing that for multiple episodes.
1: Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, you've noticed this is our longest episode of sound waves TMI and it's for a good reason is because we could just do this and bear. I just want to say thank you. Um, thank you for you. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing your story with the world. Thank you for sharing music with the world. I think we're all, better for it and I really 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 want people to discover your show and and, and just get on board the bear train it's the Dj bearcave.com did I get that right yeah. okay right.
3: but more and importantly SoundwavesTV.com.
1: well know, I'm there too <laughs> you're there too you are you are at you TV. get all com. kinds like, of stuff there everything all of bears shows most of Bear's shows yeah um are archived there as well not so. the live streams but that's okay
0: and we're turning Bart into the bear cave it's let's happened. do that
1: oh yeah, let's do that. That's a natural right yeah, there. What
0: I'm telling you, I'm strapping a Bluetooth okay. speaker to my body and we're going for it.
1: We'll figure out how to
3: get a party started on Bart. <laughs> That's not New yeah. Year's Eve.
0: If anybody could do it, you, my friend, could do it.
3: Hey, <laughs> awesome. What do they call those? Those splash mobs?
0: Yes, splash yeah. mobs. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. There you go. Thank you so much. I, I love you, Barrett. This has been so wonderful to sit and chat with you. I mean, honestly, wow, was great. Uh, you know, most of the times when I see you, it's one of our big loud parties, and we're like yelling over music uh, as we get to know each and other. Too what busy
3: a- introducing other cool bands.
0: Uh, <laughs> one of the, it's just a totally different vibe here. So getting yeah. to know you like this is is wonderful. So thank you.
1: Doors always open, my friend. Anytime you Absolutely. got something to talk about, pop
2: on by. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it.
0: Pop off by. Oh, oh. Okay, uh,
2: bring it a you full what circle. I did there? Branding. <laughs> Well, I, I think we can consider that a very special episode of Soundwave's TMI. <laughs> so, That's some great stuff. It was. Uh, but speaking of great stuff, we've got a lot more stuff coming. Because don't forget, Soundwave's is all about the music, after all. Because yeah. we uh, we're in the presenting music game as well. Let's not forget that we've yeah. got The Devil in California, Corvus, Lore, and The Watchers going to be at the bottom of the hill. Friday, January 27th. And not only are those great bands going to be there, but there may be some Soundwaves people in the house as well.
0: I am all over that.
2: Indeed. I I don't want to get ahead
1: of us, but we already started planning the next big Soundwave show. And all I can say is clear your calendar for March 24th and uh, more details to follow. Excellent. Yep. yep, Uh, yep.
2: Soundwaves FM, of course, you hear that every Saturday. Dennis doing his thing at 107.7 The Bone. And the best part about that is if you're out partying and stuff and you missed it the first time around, well, all the shows are archived at SoundwavesTV.com. So, you you will never have to miss an episode of Soundwaves FM. I, I suggest you listen to them all repeatedly. <laughs> and of course, Chasta daily on 1077
1: The Bone, also from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And she's the boss. So, you yeah. know, we got to. We're
2: contractually obligated to, to mention her. Yeah. <laughs> so find that obscure music, find the stuff you love, listen to it, and we will see you next time on the next Soundwaves TMI. Thank you for
1: listening to Soundwaves TMI, featuring Chasta, Stephen Kirk, and yours truly, Dennis Willis. The part of the announcer was played by Kelly Ogden. Please like and subscribe to Soundwaves TMI wherever you are listening from. Soundwaves TMI is presented in part by the Longboard Bar in Pacifica, California, a world-class music venue and neighborhood bar, all under one roof. Also, please consider helping us continue our mission of lifting and supporting independent music and the Bay Area music scene by becoming a Soundwaves patron. In exchange, you'll be the first to see and hear weekly shows such as Soundwaves TV, Soundwaves FM, and the Soundwaves TMI podcast, as well as exclusive content. Just go to patreon.com slash soundwaves tv. For all things Soundwaves, follow us on social Social media at Soundwaves TV or just go to Soundwavestv.com.